0: The first Scoreboard. The Old Firm Through the Decades
1: Some call it the greatest derby in the world It is certainly the game that divides a country. When Celtic play Rangers, Scotland holds its breath. It's life or death to Celtic Rangers fans. Would you have signed for Celtic? No. Would you, Peter, have signed for Rangers? No chance. Absolutely not.
2: Henrik was... Um... You know, I call him a freak of nature, you know, 242 goals in 315 games, you know, that that is just freakish.
3: For me, it's the best Rangers team of all time that we were up against, and that's the biggest compliment I can pay those guys. When you walk in the doors, there's a special aura.
1: When Graham left, David Murray actually just said, what do we need here? And we all said straight away, it's that man there. Their challenge. When when Graham came in To put Celtic off the, the top of the league, I don't care who
4: we lose at me. See if you wouldn't sign for us. You can't lose it with Rangers. And I gave them the world to sign for us. The
3: old firm is beyond anything I've experienced and never seen, and all that as well. And you don't know how it is until you actually
5: experience it yourself.
1: Each family hands down the mantle of support supporting their particular team, and that'll carry on forever.
0: Super scoreboard the old firm through the decades It's game day and this is the home of Scottish football It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard
3: Good afternoon and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard. It's a quieter Saturday than usual but still plenty going on around Scotland's lower leagues. Celtic and Rangers had contrasting European fortunes and get back to league business tomorrow. Aberdeen were the big winners on a Friday night of Premiership action. In the studio this afternoon, Alex Ray, Mark Wilson and Hugh And
1: Now the weekend really hots up. Neil Lennon says he's not going to be Mr Nice Guy anymore following that Europa League humbling from Sparta Prague. eyes on Motherwell tomorrow then because there's no room in that pitch for anyone other than the 100% committed. All eyes on Tynecastle and Somerset Park today. Then Dunfermline are flawless. Three games, three wins, top of the league. Will that still be the case after a wee day out at the seaside at air? And hearts are waiting to pounce if they do slip up, but only if you overcome Inverness Cali Thistle, managed by the legend that is the former Tynecastle striker, John The ace of hearts Robertson What a player he was <laughs> Looking forward to it Gordon A bit of a,
6: An offset weekend But you know A full fixture card or, or or almost a full fixture card To talk about last night Full championship In War league fixture card today To get through And then a couple of big ones tomorrow You know Neil and Celtic Feeling the pressure After another disappointing week Which I'm sure we'll chat about As the show goes on
7: Yeah I'm looking forward to The championship football Also Gordon For me the standout Is Hearts Inverness Hearts are looking to try and get Maximum points From their games Fissel p- Against my team Falkett as well Should be spicy So i looking forward to it Yep
3: yeah, The guys in the studio We've got the top team Around a couple Of the grounds I usually say all around the grounds But there's not that many uh, Certainly none in the top flight This afternoon We're here until 6 o'clock And as always later on Your chance to have your say On the open line As well Hugh Evans. We do have big fixtures today in the lower leagues We had big games in the Premiership last night Um, You get the feeling though that a night like Thursday You you don't just get over that in one evening, do you?
1: No, we had a quite remarkable super scoreboard last night Between 6 o'clock and 8 (laughs) o'clock Remarkably candid of one Celtic supporter to say He hasn't spoken to his own children Since Celtic lost 4-1 to Sparta Prague (laughs) Uh, But, no, it it does set the tone for the weekend, Gordon You know, Rangers uh, with... Stephen Gerrard Connor Goldson Player and Manager Of the Month Playing at home To Hamilton Ackies. Listen Accies fans With the greatest Respect in the world It's a walkover For Rangers So Celtic Have to be Extremely careful When they play At high noon At Motherwell
6: Yeah it's a tough one Again for For Celtic Neil Wynn And you know The fixtures are coming Thick and fast And everyone seems to To grow In significance and I thought after the The semi-final result Aberdeen I was on the show on Thursday night I thought it would be a walkover For Celtic on Thursday I, I really did I thought it was our best chance To get a result In Europe with, with injuries And coronavirus Taking care of some of Sparta Prague's better players And for some reason I don't know why It just didn't happen And again That rolls into Sunday And what a huge game Might be one of the biggest games In Neil and Celtic career today.
7: Yeah, I think when you look at the performance overall It was uh, pretty poor I think you were looking around the Celtic team You're looking for that leadership that they've had in recent years And it seems to me as if you know, they're all looking at each other Pointing the finger And uh, it just mounts pressure on Neil You know, I think it's one win in the last six uh, So going to Motherwell tomorrow If you're a Motherwell player you think to yourself This is a perfect opportunity to try and get a result
1: He had his outburst after Ferenc Varos He said there were people in the dressing room Who didn't want to play for Celtic Then he had another outburst a couple of weeks ago Where he said there was absolutely Absolutely no justification for sacking him And now he's come out this weekend with the line that No more Mr Nice Guy We're one third of the way through the season How many outbursts do you need? I'm sure we'll get stuck into that as the show goes on We'll look back on Thursday
3: night And all the big talking points to come out of that one We'll preview tomorrow's matches as well Let's start with today's football And try and get some team news out and about in the lower leagues It's always good to shine the spotlight on games That might not get the attention at other times of the season On this show So let's go Let's start at the capital That makes sense Hearts against Inverness At Tynecastle. Castle Here's Fraser Wishart It's amazing Gordon You're talking about Lower leagues And hearts are In what
8: we would call Our lower leagues but they are also Scottish Cup finalists and that must be a nice ring to it for their supporters who have been through the mill in recent months and possibly even a year, year and a half because it's been a turbulent 15 months since the start of the 2019 state, uh, season. They've been put on the park Craig Levine and Daniel Stendel both lost their jobs as managers, they finished bottom of the Premiership, we know all about the legal wrangling over the summer time and they find themselves in the Championship and this season of course has just started because it was delayed until October. But when you look at their team it tells you why they should win this division comfortably, they've kept most of players, they've got internationals in the team, even on the bench their budget's far bigger than uh, every club in this league, never mind most of the clubs in the Premier League, but in the end the players will still have to do it on the pitch and they'll find it difficult today against an Inverness Cali Thistle team as you were saying earlier, managed by the legend and former team of mine, John Robertson he loves to come back here and I'm sure he'll want to win this game, his teams are always well organised and look to hit Hearts on the break and hurt them where they can, they find themselves also looking to get into the playoffs, former Hearts players off and Keatings will want to show what they can do against their old team I saw Hearts a lot last season really poor display after poor display and we we are right to expect far better this season they're unbeaten so far and they beat Inverness Cali Thistle by narrow 1-0 margin here a few weeks ago in the first game of the League Cup campaign there'll be a minute's silence today sad passing of former skipper Marius Zaliukas another one taken too early by that awful motor neuron disease. He's 36. He was a huge figure during his time at this club. Very, very popular. And it's just a shame there's not a full house here to pay respects to a man who gave so much to Hearts as a football club. Hearts line up with Craig Gordon in goals. Michael Smith, Craig Halkett, Mihail Popescu, and Stephen Kingsley at the back. Three man midfield of Ollie Lee, Peter Haring, and Andy Haliday, with Craig Whiten Liam Boyce, and Stephen Naismith up front. Ross Stewart, Aidan White, Christoph Berra, Andy Irving, Elliot Freer, Jimmy Brandon, and and Ewan Henderson are the substitutes for Cali Thistle they line up with Bart Ridgers in goals Wallace Duffy Brad Mackay Robbie Dees and Cameron Harper at the back in midfield Kai Kennedy wide right the Rangers player on loan Roddy McGregor Sean Welsh Scott Allardyce and Daniel Mackay with Nikolai Todorov up front on his own their substitutes are Cameron Mackay Danny Devine James Keatings Aaron Doran Shane Sutherland James Vincent and Ryan Fife. and the referee today at Tynecastle is Mr Bobby Madden
3: I mean Fraser Wishart, you mentioned the strength of, of some of the players in that Hart squad Craig Gordon in goal In the week that he was called back Into the Scotland squad As we head into our Biggest game in a long long time His form is such That I don't think anyone would be Too disappointed If if, if something was to happen to David Marshall Of course we hope it won't It's his jersey to lose But but that's the standard That Craig Gordon is at Where he conceivably could play In Scotland's biggest game in, in over a decade And yet he finds himself In the Championship at the moment
8: I think Craig Gordon, of his career, has been somebody that would never let you down. You know, An excellent pro, and even at his age, he's still playing at a very high standard. And of course, in a week, we'll, I'm sure we'll talk about it, Celtic during the week as well. You know, All the conversations around, should Celtic have kept him? You know, But he's come back to Tynecastle. He's got himself back in the Scotland squad. And as you say, next week, unfortunately, we've lost uh, Ryan Fraser already. But if we were to lose uh, David Marshall, then you would have no problem with Craig Gordon between the sticks. Calm, collected character, which you need as a goalkeeper. I think he's defence... Just, They know he's, he's, he's not first by anything He's very well organised and he's still a top top class goalkeeper And, he, and he's one of five international You've got Michael Smith, Stephen Kingsley's played for Scotland as well Liam Boyce has played for Northern Ireland Stephen Naismith played for Scotland Could get back into the squad should we qualify for for, for the Euros as well So when you're your championship team, five international players Vast experience, you can only see one winner here today
3: Yeah, I mean that, that trio up front that you mentioned Boyce, Naismith And in the goal scoring stakes Both of them are probably being outshone by Craig Whiten At the moment Five goals already this season I remember Fraser many years ago Doing a game at Dens Park for this show And John Brown saying before the game That Craig Whiten was the best young player He had ever worked with There were such high hopes for him He had a terrible run of injuries um, Maybe struggled a little bit to find the sort of best position And how you get the best out of him I just wonder if Hearts are are starting to, to see that at the moment
8: it's almost like a new broom. As I said earlier, it was such a disastrous season last year. You know, and, and the confidence can sap from players very, very quickly. And, and you get on that slippery slope. It's hard to get back. And. and it's still unbelievable that Hearts finished bottom of the table. I, I know all the, the, the question marks about the voting and closing the season, etc. But in the end, you know, after sort of 30, thirty games, they were bottom of the table, and a club like of this size, the squad they've got just shouldn't, just shouldn't be there. And Craig Whitem was perhaps symptomatic of that because it's a new broom coming, and all of a sudden Robbie Nielsen's trusted him, right in. Sometimes for a young lad who's had the injury problems that you've spoken about, and uh, maybe not producing the form that he could, his head would be down. Robbie Nielsen's clearly grabbed him and said listen I trust you you're going to be one of my main players this year and and the boy and the lad has just lifted himself from it and it's terrific to see I just hope he can steer clear of injuries because he can play wide right I think he'll play today but he'll come inside and support Liam Boyce as well he can play through the middle himself he can play just off the striker he's still young enough to get himself back on track and have a really good career and I agree with you totally as a youngster he was the the star player in Scotland so hopefully he can get back to that form
3: Hugh Evans, what we're calling this Is this the, the aggrieved Derby The hard done by Derby The John Robertson Derby Remember Hearts Everything they went through in the summer um, Relegated from the Premiership And Inverness Who were second at the time When the when the Championship was called So felt that they had been robbed of The chance of a playoff and all the rest of it So they are united In their distrust at what went on over the
1: summer I just think it's a great game of football in prospect uh, I look at Robbie Nielsen He took Dundee United up Then he left. He's got Hearts into the cup final at the expense of Hibs. Always a good thing if you're a Hearts supporter in Edinburgh. And I also look at Craig Gordon. Goalkeeper now standing between Celtic and a quadruple treble who should never have been allowed to leave Celtic. Craig Gordon, Robbie Nielsen, Craig Whiting that you mentioned. All the right people are in the right places. But the old Ace of Hearts. If he beats Hearts today, Inverness Caliathus will go above Hearts. So I know John well and I, I respect him greatly. And he's settled into life in the Highlands and he loves it there. But even the Ace of Hearts wouldn't mind coming back and trumping, I said trumping, <laughs> <laughs> the present day Hearts and going above them in the league.
3: Uh, Roger Hanna Just before we, we get to the football At Somerset Park For air against them Ferman Is it true that Because Just clear something up for us Is it true because of the Covid guidelines You were told You couldn't get into the stadium Until quarter to two So you name dropped Gordon DL You said I'm one of Gordon DL's pals And they said Oh that's fine You better make it quarter past
5: <laughs> that, That's correct I'm, just, I'm still climbing the stairs To get in I've had to come in a back door After mentioning Daz's name um, they, they have mixed memories Of his time down there um, Statue been taken it down not, has it? Well, I'm not so sure about that I'm not so sure about that but when he tells you he's here's most famous manager it's a bit like Donald Trump saying he's going to win so you know you have to take everything with a wee pinch of salt down here but very much looking forward to the game I saw here last week they were absolutely coasting I was telling you after the game Gordon coasting 2-0 up even with 10 men against Morton at Capelo. Um the producer came on with 10 minutes ago and said are we going to get late drama from you in Greenock and I said absolutely no chance and then Morton scored three goals in the last seven minutes completely against the run of play um he also lost equaliser at Inverness the week before. I know the manager, Mark Kerr, is sitting in four points and I believe the team really should deserve to be nine and sitting joint top with Dunfermline. There's only one change in the air team this week. Aaron Muirhead who was sent off at Camp Law last week. He's replaced at right back by Jordan Houston. So it'll go Jamie Sini salo in goal again. It's uh, Jordan Houston, Jack Baird the captain, Sam Roscoe and Patrick Redding across the back. Patrick Redding, of course, heading away with the Scotland Under-21s. They've got their own qualification business to, to look ahead to this week. Just in front of that, Andy Murdoch and Joe Chalmers. Then I Three of Luke McCowan, Michael Moffat, and Cammy Smith on loan from Dundee United outstanding at Morton last week. And the lone striker is Bruce Anderson. On the bench it's here: Reid, Miller, Cameron, Zenata, Hewitt, McKenzie and Smith. As for Dunfermline, nine points, three straight wins, ten goals scored so far in the Championship, as she was saying at the top of the show. Uh, that kind of form has earned the goalkeeper Owen Fawn Williams a recall to the Welsh international squad this week. Uh, in total, the Pals have won all six. Of their games this term, including a 3 0 Betfred Cup victory against the Kilmarnock Kids in their last trip down to Ayrshire. And they also boast a phenomenal record here at Somerset Park over the last decade. 10 wins and 3 draws from the 14 games they've played away to United dating back to 2010 A couple of changes um, Stevie Crawford just shuffling his pack, looks like a change of formation as well, we think to a 4-1-4-1, 4-1. so it has Vaughan Williams in goal, at the back Paul Watson, Lewis Mayo on loan from Rangers, Ewan Murray and Josh Edwards, Stephen Whittaker just in front then a four of Dom Thomas, Fraser Murray Kel Turner and Kerr McEnroy on loan from Celtic, and up top it's Declan McManus, their substitutes McCann, Wilson, Fenton, Gill, Declan Dow, O'Hara and Berry And the referee at Somerset Park Where the sun is shining Gordon It's Craig Napier I should have known I had the stat already
3: About Dumfermline's record at Somerset But I should have known The consummate professional He's, he's got it all under control That was Roger Hanna for air Against Dumfermline So those are our two featured Championship matches today Nice local field to the League 1 clash Between Partick Thistle and Falkirk So let's take a look at that one With Mark Guidi
9: Yes, thanks very much Gordon, as you say, Partick Thistle against Falkirk. Falkirk, second top of League One, seven points from three games and Partick Thistle sitting in sixth position with three points from three games. Indeed we had... A caller on Super Scoreboard on Wednesday night, Gordon. A concerned Partick Thistle supporter just about the start that the Jags have had and he wants to see an improvement. It will be a tough game today against Falkirk. Of that, there is no doubt uh, their manager Lee Miller at home today. He is self-isolating, so it's the co-manager Dave McCracken who is in sole charge. And there's no doubt that he will come here confident after their 2-0 victory against East Fife last week. For Partick, it was a 1-0 defeat up in the Highlands against Cove Rangers the league leaders and for Thistle today he sticks with a 4-3-3 formation, it's right in goals, at the back it's Williamson, Brownlee, Breen and Penrice in midfield, Doherty, Bannigan and Spittle and up top it is Cardo and Murray on the wings with Graham through the middle on the bench for the Jags, McCready, Lines, and Gordon, O'Reilly, Niang and Foster, for Falkirk they go 4-4-2 it's PJ Morrison in goals at the back Mercer, Dernon, Hall, and Dixon. In midfield, Morris and Alston, Miller and Leach. And up front, it's Francis and Dowds. On the bench for the Bairns it's Todd, Salmon, Devaney, Laverty, Telfer, Sneddon, Kelly. And that ever present in football for decade after decade, the old trialist appears on the bench too for Falkirk. Today's match referee for Hill is Grant Irvin.
3: Again, Hugh, two sides that will feel they shouldn't have been together this season. Um, Partick Thistle. Um, into League One, which is incredible, looking at where oh. they've been in the last couple of seasons, and that Falkirk perhaps had a good case to to suggest they wanted to get up to the championship as well.
1: I think if you're Ian McCall, and Partick Thistle, your obligation is to look forward. Never mind what happened; it's in the past. You cannot rewrite history. You can carry the sense of grievance with you, but you've now got to look forward. If people are phoning super scoreboard and saying they're concerned by the start to the season, you cannot. You simply cannot. Contemplate Dropping to the Bottom division If your Partick Thistle So Look forward The past Forget it
3: Okay Three featured matches Today then Air United And Fernland Hearts Inverness In the <coughs> Championship Partick Thistle Falkirk In League 1 It was a huge Night of Europa League Football on Thursday The knock-on effects Still being felt So much to be said So much to be argued about We'll get stuck Into that next <laughs>
0: The team with the biggest support in Glasgow and the West This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard
3: Hugh Evans, Mark Wilson and Alex Ray are in the studio We've got the guys around the Championship and League One action today as well But as always, at this time on a Saturday We look back at some of the week's biggest talking points And this is one of those days, Hugh Keevans Where I wake up and I don't need to think too hard about what the main talking point is It's Celtic, their European
1: result and really where that leaves them overall At the moment uh, It puts them under pressure That's what it does for them uh, You can't lose 4-1 at home uh, To Sparta Prague And not find yourself under pressure The whole season is now called into the question Nine points behind Rangers in the league Never mind the two games in hand At the moment Celtic can't talk about games in hand They better talk about points they already have Uh one win the last six matches in no all competitions. That, when you're at Celtic and Rangers, is the kind of thing that constitutes a crisis. And talk of disputes in the dressing room, talk of Neil Lennon, no more Mr. Nice Guy. Prior to that, it was no reason to sack me. Prior to that, it's, there are players here who don't want to be here. For Celtic to be in early November, and to be under pressure of this sort just tells me that there's been a conspiracy of the fates there. From the moment the season started and Lee Griffiths was unfit to play football, it's just gone behind the scenes from bad to worse.
6: I think, you know, Lee Griffiths is getting mentioned there again. He's been in the press, you know, all week. And I think it's fair to, to particularly unfair to particularly single him out. I think there's a lot more players that are playing worse than him, who are playing more apart than him. Than this poor Celtic form If you're going to be fair to Lee Griffiths He does come on and give you goals I get the argument that he isn't fit enough But if he was fit enough Let's be honest Edward would still play ahead of him He's your £9 million striker So I think let's get off Lee Griffiths' back But there's no like, there's no doubt in denying Or being unrealistic with a Celtic, there is problems there Their form, nowhere near good enough Or consistent enough um, Whether I... I no, I don't buy into the problems that there's problems in the dressing room. I think that's always an easy, easy one to throw. I, I, I've been in dressing rooms. You know, I've, I was there in the night. Tony Mowbray got sacked. Would I say there was a problem in the dressing room? There wasn't any problems in the dressing room. There was just the the full system around Tony Mowbray's tactics didn't work and it didn't suit Celtic. But it was Neil Lennon, Mark, who said there are players here who don't want to be here. Who don't want to be here. Now the problem is then That Neil Lennon continues to pick those players I would say that That would be the problem I, I wouldn't say there's a problem where There's infighting There's arguing There's players falling out with each other There's players that don't respect Neil Lennon I don't buy that I I, I buy the, totally buy the fact That the performance of the players aren't good enough And I think everybody collectively Have to have a look at themselves I think the manager will be first to admit it He did the other night And I think the players Have to have a look at themselves And say this is not acceptable for Celtic. When you go to Celtic, you're bought to go there and play. You're expected to have a level of consistency that's able to beat most teams who come along. And that is even in European football. And just now, that hasn't been shown at Celtic Park.
7: Uh, going back to the Griffiths situation, uh, I think it was an easy pick the other night as well, Gordon, for, from people out with having a go at him. Uh, but the bigger picture, if you're looking at over the piece, I fit Lee Griffiths. If he comes back in the summer, as a heady Ayeti he's a heady clamala, and in the form that Edwards on, he then chaps on the door. The problem is that he hasn't been up to that fitness yeah, because he's uh, in thing. What, what about the bigger picture? I don't know how no, we've, no, how we've no, so no, quickly no.
3: got into discussing. It was Griffith. because you guys
7: were talking about yep. it, so I'm just adding on to that. that there's a bigger picture as well. When you look at Scott Brown, his performances of late, you look at McGregor, the go-to guys who have been regular contributors and big contributors in big games. they have posted missing, and then we go back to the boy Duffy at centre half. I said a couple of weeks ago I'm not sure why he's continuing to play with him Because he's having A nightmare An absolute nightmare The way he sold himself For the third goal So these are bigger issues For me mm-hmm. Now you talk about The, the dressing room there Mark mm-hmm. Nobody actually knows What goes on in the dressing room But what I can say is When you look at the body language Of the Celtic team At Parkhead On
3: Thursday There's something clearly not right Mark Guidi Where does all this Leave Celtic How Critical a time is it
9: hey, They can't afford To drop points tomorrow Even, even a draw um, could could you know leave Neil's position wide open, and he would be the first to admit that because you're facing the potential of going uh, 11 or 12 points behind um, Rangers. So Celtic must win tomorrow. Managers and boardrooms will always think, oh if you're going to make a change, during an international break. Um, we're all ready, and we don't like to discuss it, and I won't discuss it with the managers in the job. But there are other people who are mentioning other names that are waiting in the wings potentially. But Neil Lennon. Uh, quickly has to suss out and I'm sure he has now because he knows the position he's in he will have to pick 11 players tomorrow that he believes want to go out and do it for themselves and for the club does it matter about the manager where's the self pride what about doing it for yourselves doing it for supporters and you know if Scott Brown is having an off game and he doesn't start tomorrow he's been outstanding for a decade or so it's up to others in there to show leadership to take the mantle from Scott Brown if that's what's required um, tomorrow but I think tomorrow bearing in mind what's at stake and how Celtic must get the three points then I think that Scott Brown for me would be one of the first names in the team
3: I'm just curious Mark Weary doesn't think Neil Lennon would survive a defeat tomorrow or dropping points tomorrow does anyone disagree with that?
1: No
6: Um, no, I think he'd find it very difficult yeah to survive
1: I think with this whole 10 in a row thing you sometimes get the impression that 10 in a row put it Hands round Celtic's neck and it is squeezing the life out of the place. Because it's so important, it has overshadowed everything else. I'm not sure that Odson Edward really cares about ten in a row I'm not sure that Olivier and Sham really cares about ten in a row And they give the impression they'd rather be somewhere else anyway. But Celtic have also been unlucky. Julienne, long-term injury victim, James Forrest, long-term injury victim, Ayer out at an important time. And Shane Duffy not doing what was advertised on the tin. Now, if people say leave Duffy out, you've then got El Hamed and Near Beaton, Neither of whom is a conventional central defender. So is that what you want tomorrow? You want to leave Shane Duffy out and put El Hamed and near Bitton in those positions? I don't know. That's one for Neil Lennon to solve. He's the manager after all. But...
5: I think before that there was
9: um, Gordon was over and Mark Wilson will know it better than anybody on the programme today. Gordon Strachan always the great phrase for some games. He picked a team that he felt if he needed to save his life, if yeah. it was a do or die. <laughs> yeah, ninety 100%. minutes Gordon Strachan always that. That's the kind of lineup Neil Lennon has to pick them all. And I agree with with you with the greatness, but you're Odson Edwards and your livery and Shams and you know ninety percent of them in that dressing room. do not give a jot about 10 in a row they generally don't and supporters won't want to hear that but that's the truth so what he wants to pick is a mixture of guys who have got the hunger who have got the guts who have got the determination and a wee bit of want to do it for the manager as well because I think that Neil Lennon is owed a, a performance Neil Lennon has changed his ways to suit the dressing room since he went back to Celtic and it might be to, to, to his detriment that said he's on course to, to complete the quadruple um, treble he's in course to win five trophies out of uh, five he's 90 minutes away from doing that but he needs to get his team selected. He's starting eleven spot on tomorrow. I think,
1: Mark, where, where he has to take his share of the blame, though, and it's a collective responsibility, players and Neil Lennon, in a season in which Celtic produced accounts which showed a £10 million hit because of the coronavirus and Celtic having to drain their own financial resources, Celtic couldn't afford the Fernsvaros result. And... Bad results Against lesser teams Cluj Copenhagen Sparta Prague Ferencvaros They're all happening At Celtic Park Somebody's to blame for that And To my way of thinking It's managerial And player responsibility
9: Yeah it is But it's also Hugh Parkhead hasn't been a fortress For a number of years I mean you go back And really look at all the European results At home Celtic It's not what it was 10, 12 years ago So probably for the last decade It's been very, very patchy Yeah, the, the, the supporters and that great result Against Barcelona in 2012 The, the 60,000 supporters Get great praise Etc, etc From all the different Big players that come To visit Celtic Park But when you look At the results Not a fortress at all Not anymore
1: But it's particularly noticeable, Mark When you need it to be You know When you need The result against Ferencvaros, And when you can Least afford the humbling The embarrassment Of losing 4-1 at home To Sparta Prague You you need to be better than that Because that's what's Drawing attention to Celtic At Motherwell tomorrow
3: There's a lot to take in here Roger Hannah, Because you've got the performance On the night And where it went wrong You've got that combined With other disappointing results And performances What happens next though? What about where this leaves Celtic And where they go from here? Neil Lennon speaks the other night About wanting a, a culture change
5: at Celtic Park what do you make of that um. The culture seemed to be working fine prior to the old firm game, so there wasn't a lot wrong with any culture when Celtic were winning seven or eight games in the, in the spin then it was a culture that if Neil didn't set up, he certainly embraced when he returned to the club, so I, I think maybe we read too much into those words about a culture change um, I think the boys are right, if Celtic do not win at Fur Park tomorrow, then questions will be asked in high places about Neil Lennon's future, but are all Celtic's problems going to be solved by a change of manager? Um, you know, does a change of manager make Lee Griffiths any fitter? Um, does a change of manager improve the recruitment structure? Now, I don't mind players coming in and taking two or three weeks to settle, but Celtic paid money for Patrick Lamala, 10 months on, he can't get in the team. Paid money for Ismail Asora, 10 months on, can't get in the team. Paid money for David Turnbull, 3 or 4 months on, can't get in the team. So. I'm not sure who's actually identifying these players, but they seem to be rolling up at Lennox and the manager doesn't fancy putting them into his football team. Um, you can throw in the goalkeeper. You can throw in, as Alex said, Shane Duffy. Um, I was very much of the opinion after that week of the Rangers' defeat, the Milan defeat, and the 3-3 at Aberdeen, uh, and telling people on the show to calm down, to be patient, not to panic. And I, I felt vindicated in that view when you saw the performance at Lyon and per- Lyla, I should say, in the semi-final against Aberdeen. But then everything seemed to reverse again with that dreadful performance against Prague. Um, there are major problems there. Um, the, the big question now is whether Neil has given the time to address those problems.
3: Fraser, Richard, people are now in the space of 15 minutes, not even that, 10 minutes that we've been having this discussion. We're talking about players being out of form. We're talking about the manager we're talking about recruitment. We're talking about body language. Lost dressing rooms. The list goes on. The scattergun is well and truly out. How do you cut through all that and find the most important things, the big things that are that are going to help you turn this around?
8: No, the, the, the important thing is is on the pitch. You know, it doesn't matter what's uh, happened with the recruitment, and once gone by, it doesn't really matter a lot. Of the things it's about getting a team on the park that's going to win the game tomorrow, and. Uh, you know, Steven Robinson. He'll be sitting. I think he won't be talking about a crisis. He'll be sitting talking to his players, saying, "Listen, wait, I expect Celtic to come out of the traps tomorrow, absolutely flying and come at mother. So he'll he'll be expecting that, and, and I think that'll be the telling point for the for a Celtic uh, perspective. I, I thought the other night was symptomatic of of Celtic's just the fragility because they started quite well. You know, Rogic had a couple of nice touches, Christie was looking sharp, lovely ball, telling us he nearly scored. And you're thinking after 25 minutes, you know, Celtic are going to win this. But then when they lost the opening goal. then the second goal before half-time and they're losing soft goals as well the confidence just seems to go and it's a new challenge for the players and the players have got to step up because they have been so successful they've been brilliant for so many years but they're facing a challenge now that many of them might not have faced in in their careers especially at Celtic where they're under a bit of pressure You know, they're under the cost. Rangers are flying Rangers are ahead of them they're losing games they shouldn't be losing and there's pressure on everybody and and my, my experience I think Neil Lennon deserves the chance to try and get them out of this but... Those, the powers that be might not think that and in my experience another heavy defeat usually it's what happens in the ground and if the, f- the fans st- turn the guns on the board and it's, it's the same at every other cl- club in the country then the board have to react so you know, I hope Neil's given a chance to, to turn this around but they're certainly very fragile at the moment and uh, they can't afford many more bad results if, 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 t- if one bad result in coming weeks and they've got some big games coming up
1: I think Fraser makes uh, one of the more salient points Rangers we all know about Celtic and the, the, the poor recruitment and the loss of form and the injuries and the, the managers or occasional outbursts and the poor European form. However, for the first time in a long time, Rangers have a team that's better than Celtic and the Celtic fans have to get used to that. I read one piece from Barry Ferguson today where he said there wasn't one Celtic player we get in the Rangers team. I dispute that. I think that's Over the top Perhaps playing to the gallery But For the first time In a long time Rangers are better than Celtic And I don't think The penny has yet dropped For the Celtic supporters Where that one is concerned Mark Wilson The talk of culture change And Roger said
3: Perhaps people are reading Too much into that But but Neil Lennon said it And and it's a great soundbite What can that mean And how do you Do that so quickly It always struck me As something that,
6: that Takes quite a while to do of course, you would think so My thinking into that when I heard that was now I've heard reports and I've, uh, I've heard from certain players Since my time at Celtic and since Neil first got the job You can imagine what he was like In the dressing room, very vocal You know, great motivator If you weren't doing the job He would go through you in known certain terms And he would build your confidence back up the next day or two days later I hear that he's maybe mellowed a bit from then on Now, that was eight years ago I was there. Now, I'm taken from his comments the other night that he might think this isn't working. Me being mellow with the players and going with... I think he actually said the word softly, softly attitude in the summer. I don't think that's working. And I think he is maybe going to revert back to that fiery character Mm. that he was in the dressing room eight years ago. Gordon,
7: we've had that in the the show. We've had people saying that he sat in the dugout, his arms are kind of... Kind of thing Me closed And he's not showing That same passion And that's and I agree with Mark I think that's exactly What he's doing And I think He felt as if People were holding that Against him Because he was showing That passion he was, Sometimes he went overboard And he's saying I'm maturing here I'm, I'm kind of Calming down As I'm getting older But I read into that That he's actually Going to come out Oh, I'm going to do it My own way now
6: Because the way I'm doing it at the moment Doesn't seem to be working what he took over from Gordon Was Brendan Rodgers' team And Brendan Rodgers Well known is a very Different character To Neil Lennon When he came in That night at Time Castle I think Neil even said himself That he was just Continuing things And he didn't have to do too much And he still got success So why change it He didn't need to change it Now he's Realising that this Celtic team Isn't the Brendan Rodgers Celtic team It's his team And I think he He wants to revert back To what he was like Mark were you trying to come in there
9: Yeah I was just going to say If I'm, if I'm Neil Lennon And uh... Yep get the victory tomorrow. The first thing I do on Monday morning is go and see Peter Lowell and, and ask to, to bring Johan Mialbe back alongside him. He's friend, he's confidant, uh, he's got a good coaches there beside him, but I think he, he needs somebody like that alongside him, somebody that knows what makes Neil tick as well, when he needs something, what he needs, when to do it. And uh, I think that if I'm Neil Lennon, I think that could be the the one that could uh, that could really turn it in his favour. Go and get Johan Mialbe back going up. And see because He's not got his own is staff And that's not a Criticism of John Kennedy Or, or, or Gavin Strachan he in, in
3: what way is Gavin Strachan in, Sorry Mark In what way is Gavin Strachan Not Neil Lennon's Own staff
9: Well he's been He's been brought in But I'm saying Johan Mialbi Is He's man He's a guy that he's Worked with in the past I, I get I that
3: But I mean Gavin Strachan Was, was just brought in He's, he's in, Like I say In what way is he Not Neil Lennon's John Kennedy Yeah he inherited him Granted But how did he not You know he didn't Inherit Gavin Strachan
9: no, Gavin Strachan came in in the summer. And what I'm saying is, I think now he needs somebody like Johan Mialbe beside him. Somebody who's been a teammate, somebody he's worked with in the past. And if I'm Neil Lennon, I would go and ask for. Now, it might not be Johan Mialbe, it might be somebody else, but I think it is somebody like a Johan Mialbe. I would go and ask to, to bring him in.
1: Well, that, that would imply, Mark, and don't let me put words in your mouth. I tried that at the Sunday Mail and it was a failure. Uh, <laughs> but. Uh, That would imply that Neil Lennon is having people Such as Gavin Strachan Foisted upon him Should should he not have been stronger And and said at the time Look I have someone else that I want
9: I don't know about that I don't know if he's foisted upon him Or or, or Neil Lennon chose him What I'm saying is Now I would go and ask for a Johan Mialbi. It's not about Gavin Strachan I'm talking about Johan Mialbi, And that's what I would do now
3: I think we're going to have to knock it in the head But what what I've learned from listening to you all The beauty of it is I can't say who's right and who's wrong That's impossible Because you're trying to kind of predict the future And where we go But we've gone from Certain players need dropped To Neil Lennon needs to get feisty again To Johan Mialbi needs to be recruited Take,
1: Taking a step back It sounds like there's quite a lot that needs that needs to be fixed When you're at Celtic or Rangers And this is historically true You're only three games away from a crisis At any given point When you've won one of your last six games In all competitions When you are performing very poorly in Europe When you are Six points behind Nine points behind Rangers uh, This is exactly Exactly Par for the course Okay, we will leave
3: it there Thanks to the guys I'm sure we'll get back to it As the afternoon progresses Because we're going to have The open line later as well Where you can have your say But we'll go back around the grounds Ahead of the 3 o'clock kickoffs next
0: The winning team All season long This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard
3: Hugh Keevans Mark Wilson and Alex Ray In the studio Top team all around the grounds As well We've had a nice Friendly discussion About Celtic's woes At the moment Where they are Where they're going And I'm sure that's going to continue As the afternoon progresses We will build up to Motherwell against Celtic And Rangers v Hamilton Tomorrow At 5 o'clock We've got the open line That's when you've got the chance To have your say And let us know what you think At the moment But in the meantime We've got 3 o'clock games On our mind So let's continue the build up To them Let's start again Uh, In the capital, Hearts against Inverness Fraser, I just wonder about the confidence, the momentum, the feel-good factor around Hearts at the moment Six wins out of six in all competitions They're into the cup final, having beaten their old rivals to get there Although they had a really tough time in the summer and and were feeling a bit sore They seem to have recovered and started the season exactly in the way that they would have wanted to
8: yeah, they just need to look forward. I think somebody mentioned that uh, earlier on and just Robbie Nielsen's climbing to, to a place to stand just to my right and uh, he's brought a big difference to the club. I think just a calm that he has, Robbie Nielsen, to the whole place because uh, there's he'll be saying to the players, just focus on playing. I know they, they had a tough time as involved representing them over the summertime as well and all the league reconstruction, all the legal fights as well. In the end, these players just want to look forward and try and get this team, and they must get this team back into the, the, the Premiership at the first time of asking. And, of course, being only a 27-game season, you know, you've got less margin for error. So the, the terrific start they've had to the season will stand them in good stead. And it doesn't matter. You could be Stephen Naismith, who's a international player. He's scored a hat-trick in English Premier League. He's winning just at any level, whatever level you're playing at. Just breeds confidence. We were talking about Celtic players earlier. You know, losing can can be a can be a, a problem as well. You can just get into, into a rut. Winning's exactly the same. But when you look at their squad, I mentioned you know five international players on the the field of play. You know, and you forget that like a so John Souter is out long term. You know, and the chance of him in the Scotland squad in in the last couple of months as well. So they, they've got a terrific squad here. But I was just looking at John Robertson as well, who was who was walking past and. Shouting a bit of abuse at me as well. He's looking remarkably relaxed. Obviously loves coming back here. You know, I think the all-time score, biggest scorer for, for Hearts as well. Legend here. He's looking remarkably relaxed. He's very chipper. He's chatting to everybody as well. And if that goes through to his team, they've got some decent footballers as well. They might make it hard for Hearts. But I do think Hearts will, will win by a couple of goals in the end. they just get too much quality in the attacking areas. Boys, Naismith, Whiting.
3: How much of this is about the upcoming Cup final, Fraser? Because, of course, the priority for Hearts is going to be to get out of that division at the first time of, ac- of asking... When you come up against Celtic, clearly it's, it's a big task. But let's say Hearts can go into that cup final having won 90% of their games, 100% of their games even. But between now and then, that, that does that does a lot for you. That can help wipe out, you know, the, the division difference between the sides if, if you go into it with a winning habit.
8: Totally, and there'll be no expectations on, on them in the cup final. You know, and, and if Celtic don't manage to get themselves out of this rut just now, then the, the pressure will build on. On them and the expectations are, you know, the going the, for the quadruple treble against a championship team. In the end, a team that were very poor last year in Hearts, that finished bottom of, of, of the table. But uh, underneath that. You know, Neil Lennon, the Celtics uh, people will know that Hearts are a very, very good squad. If a good squad, and if you put this 11, and in fact this this whole sort of 18 out, and the squad in the Premiership last night, they, they would you expect them to be up there challenging Aberdeen and and, uh, and Hibs for third place. So they are a strong squad, and that's what Celtic need to be aware of. But from Hearts' point of view, Owen Neilson is quite a calm character. You know, I, I don't think he loses a place an awful lot, and he's, perhaps he's been needed after the turmoil. Of the summertime, and if you can keep that uh, going and keep the winning mentality going and the winning run going, you'll know, have every confidence they can they can cause an upset at the end of November.
3: Uh, yeah, looking forward to that one then in the capital, Hearts against Inverness, or other featured championship matches, here United against Dunfermline. Uh, Roger, the lower leagues in the SPFL have always been brilliant for throwing up a surprise here or there, and it's extremely early. But I just wonder if Dunfermline might be. That surprise package this season They've won 3 out of 3 Already in fact They've won 6 out of 6 If you include the League Cup And bearing in mind This is a team that's dealing with Life after Kevin Nisbet Who you only have to look at the impact He's having at Hibs To realise what a gap He should have left In the Dunfermline side
5: yeah, life after Kevin has and life after sixteen players leaving East End Park in the summer. Um, I think if you'd said to Stevie Crawford before a ball was kicked, you'd win your first six games in all competitions, even he would probably have thought you, you, you were exaggerating a little bit. But that is the fact of the matter. They're going very well. They've scored ten goals as well in the three league wins that have elevated above the likes of Hearts and Dundee and Inverness etc. at the top of the championship, and they've spread the goals round. You and Murray the captain, the centre half, scored some of the goals. Declan. Manus, there was a hat trick from Kevin O'Hara the other week. Nine Dow's got among the goals as well. And and of the 16 players that left, the replacements he's added well, you know, even just young Lewis Mail and on loan from Rangers, Kerr McEnroy and on loan from Celtic, Fraser Murray and on loan from Hibbs. To go with the more experienced characters, Declan McManus, Dom Thomas, who we all know, and Stephen Whittaker, who has come in A to dip his toe into coaching matters with a view to the future, but B, because he still thinks he's got some football left in him, and he sits in front of the two centre-halves and tries to give an extra little security blanket, and it's working very well for Dunfermline so far.
3: Yeah, and Mark Greedy on on Partick Thistle against Falkirk, two clubs I suppose who who know fine well just how hard it, it can be once you do drop out of that. Premiership, And I suppose that's the reality facing a number of our top flight clubs at the moment It's just very difficult to get back And it doesn't take much to, to drop down again As as they both have And when I'm listening to you read out the teams Numerous players across both squads With a lot of Premiership experience um, But find themselves in League 1 at the moment And that will be, I'm sure, the, the ultimate end goal for both of them To, to get out of this division this season
9: Yes, uh, well, you know, you're right, you're, you look know, down the teams, you know, Stuart Bannigan, Blair Spittle, Joe Cardo, uh, Brian Graham, uh, young James Penrose at left back, so a prospect as well, then you, you know, you've got Gary Miller and Blair Alston, um, Mark Durnan uh, and the the Falkert team so look you would expect Falkert and Partick uh, to be in the mix Cove Rangers have have set an early pace they're not going to go away and as Fraser was saying earlier and and Roger with it being a 27 uh, game league and by the way we'll we'll do well to get the 27 games uh, finished and completed then um, you know you need to get your act together quickly and uh, that's something that certainly Partick Thistle will be looking to do today they've got to win their home games
3: Yeah, Hugh Keevans, it's a quieter Saturday than usual I wish we had a little bit more going on But uh, such is life at the moment We had the Premiership card on Friday night To try and give Scotland a bit of an extra rest Um, But now the Europa League comes along Celtic and Rangers are in
1: action tomorrow But still lots going on Yeah, uh, and it's a day to savour You know, just enjoy the fact that the Hearts are playing John Robertson's team Just enjoy Partick Thistle uh, needing to get a win against Falkirk, and I hope that fires up Ian McCall's side and enjoy the fact that Dunfermline. In my childhood, Dunfermline were one of the big teams in Scotland. Really, yeah, one of the yeah. big teams. That uh, no, wasn't
3: yesterday. Though. No, let's no, be, to honest. be fair.
1: No, uh, <laughs> but they are at Air United, and that's a good game in prospect there for Roger Hannah. And you know, if Dunfermline can maintain that flawless record. And have 12 out of 12, then what a terrific start for them. I, mean, I look at Dundee last night, 3 1 three down to uh, Alloa and get back to make it 3 all. But Dundee, uh, who've already taken the pasting off hearts in this league, uh, who are not getting away with anything, it shows you how tough a league it is, Alex. Like.
7: Yeah, and you have to commend uh, Peter Grant. He played his football in the right way uh, and we were a bit of fortune. Uh, it was a dubious. Handball to get the Dundee third goal for for Charlie Adam, but I think Charlie's got that little bit of quality on the ball. Uh, he doesn't quite have the legs, and I think that's going to be one of the things for Mo Club Dundee. They struggle
6: to have uh, mobility throughout their team. Some good players in the championship this There's year. You know, you're mentioning Charlie, uh, yeah, Charlie Adams. You've got Dawn, you've got Halliday, Nee Smith. You know, boys. Uh, you know, Craig Gordon, guys who were international players just a couple of seasons ago. So it's a good, still league, are. a tough Yeah, a lot still, of are. Cases, yeah. still are, still are, tough league. Vera on the bench. Cast off Ben on the bench. So a lot of good games today, Gordon. Yes,
3: it's all set up nicely. Three
6: o'clock kickoffs are coming next.
0: Scottish football's league leader. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard.
3: It is full time at Firhill. What a game Mark Greedy's just witnessed. Tell us all about it, Mark.
9: Full time. Partick Thistle two, Falkirk two, and a brilliant ninety minutes here at Hill where I share of the spoils just about. Right, and the visitors took the lead in the 11th minute. It was a shot from Morrison, a wicked deflection off of Reese Breen, and it flew past Kieran Wright, the Thistle goalkeeper, having no chance. That put the Bairns 1 0 up. Thistle had a chance to equalise just two minutes later. Paul Dixon tripped Ryan Williamson. Uh, referee Grant Irvin rightly pointed to the spot, and uh, Brian Graham, the veteran striker, stepped up, but his kick was well saved by the on loan at Motherwell goalkeeper, PJ. Morrison, just before half-time, Falkett should have made it 2-0 Anton Dows had a chance, 12 yards out but he smacked his effort off the post and then after the break Brian Graham uh, managed to make amends for his earlier first half penalty miss, he um, was involved in the goals that put Thistle ahead, first of all, it was a header from Joe Cardle in the 65th minute the equaliser, four yards out, the winger inside the box to, to head home and then three minutes later, Cardle was a provider, a lovely cross across the face of the goal, and there was Brian Graham, the veteran striker, to head home. It looked as though the Jags were going to hold on. Uh, Falkert did pile on some pressure, Charlie Telfer coming close on a couple of occasions, and then he did find the back of the net, the former Rangers and Dundee United attacking midfielder with two minutes to go. He smashed a 14-yard shot past Kieran Wright to finish the game at 2-2. Like I said, real... Entertaining, 90 minutes and a share of the spoils about right. Full time at Fernhill, Patrick Thistle 2, Falkirk 2.
3: And it's full time at Time Castle. Let's get the story of that one with Fraser. That
9: two in the risk card. Thistle
8: one, a deserved victory for the home side. Better second half performance. to the heads through Neesmith and Boyce goals. But an Aaron Doran late goal. Turned out to be no more than a consolation, but did make the last five or ten minutes uncomfortable for Robbie Nielsen. A very quiet first half, Hearts with plenty of possession with few chances. Liam Boyce had a few efforts, headed over from six yards, then pulled a shot wide on the angle. Michael Smith flighted the left foot chip just wide of Mark Ridgers' goal, but Calatissa kind of like were comfortable throughout. young team growing in confidence of Heart, half wore on. Robbie Nielsen would have been saying at half time he wanted more, and he got that immediately. Within 90 seconds, they opened the scoring. Stephen Kingsley has done all day, overlapped on the left hand side. Lovely cross into the box and a lovely controlled finish by the experienced Stephen Naismith on the volley with his left foot. Kelly actually tried to hit back immediately. Scott Ardice just wide from 30 yards, and young Kai Kennedy had a deflected shot inches wide off Michael Smith's leg after Mikhail Popescu had given the ball away. But he expected Hearts to kick on from the opener, but still not creating anything really in, f- in the final third until he doubled the lead on the 70th minute. Naismith involved a lovely ball. He sent to Ollie Lee to the byline. His low cross is a lovely finish by a flick and a back heel by Liam Boyce. Two minutes later, Aidy White hit the bar from 18 yards after he robbed Brad Mackay Whiting then used his pace on the right hand side and his low cross uh, Liam Boyce missed kicked 8 yards out when he should have scored Hearts had looked home and dry Benverness gave themselves a chance for the goal in the 86th minute Shane Sutherland with the cross from the right hand side out. glancing here a lovely finish by his fellow sub Aaron Doran into the far corner the pace of the ball off the pitch gave Craig Gordon no chance it was all Cali towards the end but try as they might they just couldn't force an equaliser despite putting some real pressure on the Hearts goal Hearts 100% record. Can Continues. It's looking good down Tynecastle way. Full time here. Hearts 2. Inverness Cali. This 1
3: And last... And least is Roger Hanna with a bit of a, a dull affair between Air United and Dunfermline. Roger Hanna.
5: Air United nil, Dunfermline Athletic nil. Dunfermline's Firmland. six game winning streak brought to an end here at Somerset Park Gordon. They drop league points for the first time this season and they fall below their five rivals, Wraith Rovers, into second place in the Championship tonight. But it wasn't for the want try trying from Stevie Crawford's visitors. They bossed the game here at Somerset Park and really should have taken all three points. Tom Thomas threatened as early as the seventh minute down the left wing. A decent cross. It was headed away from under his own bar by Patrick Redding just with Fraser Murray set to pounds Murray on loan from Hibbs saw a drive held at the near post by air goalkeeper Jamy Sini salo just a couple of minutes later and that was really the way the game was going to go Here in a rare break after 27 minutes Bruce Anderson and Luke McCowen both involved in the creation Michael Moffat effort on target decent save by Owen Fawn Williams but Denfermline soon back in the front foot Thomas again tripped on the edge of the box by Joe Chalmers Thomas claiming for a penalty kick referee Craig Napier said it was just outside the box Murray firing a shot high over the top Second half, it was just the same as the first It was mainly the Pals in attack Ken McEnroy had an effort saved by Sine Salah Eight minutes after the restart Then in 72 minutes, McEnroy again Threatening this time wide from distance a couple of minutes later Kyle Turner was fouled on the edge of the box Declan McManus this time trying his luck but way off target another free kick after 79 minutes McManus this time brought down by Jordan Houston but again off target McEnroy trying this time Thomas another running shot saved by Sydney Salo, 7 minutes from time he had briefly re-threatened substitute Dario Zanatta firing wider than any of the boys but it really would have been a smashing grab job and indeed Infermline threatened again just in the closing moment substitute Ian Wilson shooting from the edge of the box another save from Ayr's best player Cine Salah it's now 10 wins and 4 draws from the last 15 trips down to Somerset Park for the Pals. it's not been a great few days for Ayrshire Gordon Comanek lost last night Ayr drop points this afternoon and a fella who owns a hotel in Turnbury's lost an election Ayr 0 to now
3: I'm glad it was an election he lost my goodness right Oh one four one nine five one one oh two five. Hugh Evans almost fell off his stool there but it's time for The open line, over to you to have your say on this weekend's football. Were your team in action today? If so, what did you make of it? I suspect most of you will be more interested in what happens tomorrow, particularly you Celtic fans. The consensus on the show earlier on was that this game is must-win for Neil Lennon and Celtic. Do you agree? Who would you pick then? If this is the team that Neil Lennon needs to get him the three points tomorrow, who would you pick? Give us all your thoughts and we'll look ahead to Rangers against Hamilton as well. On the open line 0141 951 1025 Give us a call Right now And put your point To the panel
0: The games are over The talking begins 0141 951 1025 Clyde 1 Super scoreboards Open line
3: Hugh Keevans Mark Wilson And Alex Ray Are here And they're waiting On your calls What is on your mind Tonight Celtic fans Quite a lot I would imagine Rangers fans Are you confident Of continuing That good run At home to Hamilton Tomorrow And everyone else What Did you make of today's football If your team were playing Or maybe it was last night And you've got some Thoughts hanging over Let's hear them 01419 511025 In terms of today's Full time scores Remember it was all about The lower leagues Are both 1 Queen of the South 1 in the Championship Air United Nildon Firmland nil, Hearts 2 Inverness 1 And Wraith Rovers 5 Morton nil. In League 1, Airdrie 5, Clyde nil. Cove Rangers 3, Forford Athletic nil. East Fife 2, Dumbarton 1, Montrose 3, Peterhead 2, and Partick Thistle 2, Falkirk 2. In Scottish League 2, it was Annan 2, Albion Rovers 3, Brecon nil, Stilling Albion 5, Elgin City nil, Queen's Park 1, Stenhouse Muir 2, Edinburgh City nil, and Strunroar 2, Cowdenbeath nil. In the English Premier League, Everton 1, Man United 3, and Crystal Palace 4. Leeds United 1025 That's a lot of numbers, Hugh. The last one, of course, was the number to get us on. What's going to be on the minds of the public tonight?
1: You do it by the numbers. You have a nine-point gap between Rangers and Celtic in the league. You have Celtic having won one of their last six matches, and you have Sparta Prague scoring four goals at Celtic Park in the Europa League. And hitting the woodwork three times It was an embarrassing result for Celtic It could have been An utterly humiliating result for Celtic Now Neil Lennon says No more Mr Nice Guy Well We'll see what happens at Mullerwell tomorrow Because it is a pivotal day for Celtic
6: Yeah I agree A lot of the talking point is Surrounding Celtic and Neil Lennon And how he approaches the game tomorrow You know Thursday to Sunday is a pretty short time And Neil Lennon come out after Thursday Saying he needs to change the culture And change it quickly How does he do that? I'm sure a lot of Celtic fans Will have their opinion On which way he should go tomorrow
7: Yeah I I don't see what he can actually do On the training ground Gordon He may well be able to go through some shape Try and make him a wee bit more solid uh, Because they are conceding far too many goals At the moment for his liking And as the guy says In terms of going back to Mr Nasty They
3: have to get that But they also have to get that on the park 01419511025 That's the number John Paul in Falthouse has dialed How's it going John Paul?
4: Even final Gordon Mark how's it going? Not bad John
3: Paul You've I, had a couple of days To kind of take it in And and read all the reaction and, and perhaps calm down a bit But how are you feeling About your team at the moment?
4: I'm very very unhappy You know as, as any Celtic fan But um, I keep on hearing Obviously with the Neil in situation, you know um, I deserve this chance uh, Because of what he's done At Park Kid before You know that's been and gone It's in the now They knew this was a big season And now I've got a few points here And I'll try and ram them in First of all, for changing culture. See tomorrow. See your Edwards and you're in charms. Who didn't know what this is all about and they're strutting about the party like the superstars. They've got to be dropped. You've got to go away. Beaton, yes, he, he's been at the club for a while. But yeah. even Greg Taylor, look okay, at McGregor, Turnbull. He knows how to, to play Scottish guys. who you know, Griffiths, he knows what it takes to go to Motherwell and get a win because it's not an easy win. It's not a given. They're going to make it tight. They're going to make it tough. They're going to be in our faces. You need people that are going to be up for it. Quite at the moment, there's a few Celtic players that aren't up for it. There's a, there's a few that are hiding away, whether regardless of what it's to do with lost and faith in the manager or whatever, but also with Neil Lennon. Neil Lennon has put himself in a position um, with Shane Duffy. Now, I, I'm offered for giving somebody a chance, but how many chances do you give him? He's now, Shane Duffy's short of confidence. Neil Lennon's making excuses, saying, oh, we played play them under a dental problem. He keeps on playing him. you don't keep throwing somebody under the bus if he's playing that bad. Maybe he needs staying out the team. Maybe he needs a wee bit of protection. And then the goalkeeper situation. You bring a boy in for £5 million. He didn't even know what to play him. Then you drop him. Now Baines had a bad game. No Neil Lennon scratches his head, I think, in the morning. Put it up in goals Does no Neil Lennon even know his best team? Because right now, I don't think he does. You know, I don't think he knows his best team. I think uh, that's a massive also across the city. Stephen Gerrard knows what back floor he's playing. He knows who he can trust. He, they know what they're doing. They actually know what they're doing. See on, on Thursday night against Sparta Prague, Celtic players, once they were out of possession, once they went attacking, there was nothing on, they didn't even know. You look at the injuries, they tuck in. This player's got to be there. When he goes out of that position, they move over, they all shift. That isn't happening at Celtic now. That isn't happening. How did, how did they change that from Thursday to Sunday? It can't be. You need to say to your boys, listen, yes, they need to have a look at themselves, but they need to trust in them. Do they trust in them? I don't think they do. I don't know what the panel thinks of that. But. Uh,
1: well, with regard to. Edward, I'll start there because you've covered a lot of ground, John Paul. Edward, I'd leave him out and I would play Griffiths. Uh, Griffiths, as I say, is an angry man. People criticised his uh, fitness. Well, one one man criticised his fitness. Uh, but he did score against St Johnson, he did score uh, against Aberdeen, and he did score against Sparta Prague. they I'd be inclined to get him in from the start now. If Stevie Clark thinks uh, enough of him to put him in the Scotland squad for the match against Serbia, Fine, get him on from the start against Motherwell Uh, I'd leave in Sham out as well He's had too many occasions in which he's been anonymous Um, With regard to Shane Duffy I fully understand that he's had a a good start Scored a couple of goals He's not here to score goals though He's here to defend and he hasn't added uh, To the solidity at the back He has made it worse However The alternative John Paul in the absence of Christopher Ayer And Julian, uh, Is that you pair up El Hamed and near Beaton? And uh, how do you know that's going to work uh, I think Duffy will be persevered with I don't think that Neil Lennon would leave him out That's a gamble that managers do you think he have to take Do you think he would have left him out though Even if he had other options um, I don't think so I think that, I, I think Duffy Is bomb proof No I no uh, think he would have
6: left him out I think he's made Julian. Too many errors Not even the ones That have led to goals But I think He's made errors Within games That they've got away with I think if Julian was fit Alex That 100%. Duffy May have been taken out And it may have Hugh Just been He's suffering From a slight strain We're leaving him out yeah. That old one To cover the tracks But behind closed doors I think it would have been Saying to Duffy Look just take your time, John, to find your feet. John Paul
7: makes it. Sorry Hugh. Yeah. John, John Paul makes some valid points there in terms of take take him out for his own good. I said this a couple of weeks ago. He made another howler in midweek when he when he himself for the third goal. And the only reason, from my opinion, that he hasn't taken uh, him out the equation is because he's not got any backup, suitable backup. Now El Hamed could possibly play yeah. there. He's he, he's done it in the past, but to do that with beating, maybe a bit of you know the far. One
1: player we haven't mentioned here. Aye, ah, yeah. I'll be the yeti. Five million pounds. And we're talking about Griffiths taking the place of Edward Ayeti, £5 million Patrick Klamala, £3 million Not worth the money Sorry
7: Gordon, see one of the points that uh, John Paul made there He he actually said that Rangers know what they're doing So he's... he's suggest, John Paul, are you suggesting that Celtic don't know what they're doing? Who does that lie on? Is that, is that on the manager's door? Because I look at that team who played on Thursday last Last Sunday... Very able, ran over the top of Aberdeen, very comfortable, and then on Thursday, the exact same personnel. They don't know. So, where, where does the actual blame get get layed?
4: That's got that's got a lie in the coaches. You know, I think one of the I think one of the pundits on the show gave a wee, a wee bit away the day. Their Celtic plans also. We didn't know what's going behind closed doors. We didn't know. But somebody says that Mister Strachan wasn't brought in by Neil Lennon? Now I've heard that, and I don't know how much truth is in it. Now if that's the case. Neil Lennon's getting all the rules, So I've been hearing that Neil Lennon's only turned up On Friday to go to training
2: So none well, of the well,
1: well, Hold on a second John Paul You know that Forgive me but that is an Unfounded allegation That you've made there uh, We would have to be at Lennox Town every day To Tick everyone's name off In the register uh, We can't Allow the suggestion On this programme That Neil Lennon Isn't attending training uh, You know th- th- There may be things Going wrong But there's no suggestion whatsoever the manager's not attending training. John Paul, tell
3: us a bit more about your goalkeeping theory then, because there's a lot of focus on that position at the moment. Who should yeah, play well, for for you?
4: I, and even i even I don't know, you know, he, he, did he go back to Barkas who he dropped for being they said they had a back problem, but he dropped them because his performance wasn't good enough. Scott Bain came in and done all right for the game And now he's made a couple of mistakes He doesn't look comfortable, you know Yeah, he's made some good saves I don't even know who he should play You know, that's a
3: situation that that, Neil Henry scratches his head saying Who do I play in goals tomorrow? That's quite the situation now, Mark Because it it seems to have descended in To a level of focus that they almost can't win I'm not saying Scott Bain's been brilliant But I'm not sure he's made an actual goal-costing Howler. Howlers oh. And in fact Maybe Barkas hadn't either But mm. but the Celtic fans Are just looking at them both And just seem to be thinking
6: Well it's uh, Yeah Of course When your team's losing goals Who do you look at? You look at your back four And your goalkeeper Right away And supporters Are quite quick to say They're not good enough I agree with you Gordon I think Bain's come in I don't think he's done Anything exceptionally Glaringly wrong That you go My goodness You can't trust this guy So for me I would play Bain I think with Barkas And he's come in I think there's been a couple of efforts on goal that maybe haven't even resulted in goals. You go, geez, you should have done better there. Or you expect your goalkeeper to save that. I think just now, you stick with being. I, I, I think the more you chop and change goalkeepers, centre-halves, you just compile the misery on yourself and can, uh, you know, it becomes a bigger problem than it should be. I think tomorrow, you stick with being, And because Julian isn't there, he's going to stick with Duffy and Beaton That's what I think That that trio will be in the team I think run about them They might change personnel But I think that trio will, will start the game tomorrow Should Scott Bain have saved Any of them the other night?
7: No uh, Listen it's very difficult I think there was one Coming down and run about he, he might have done a bit better But um, As I said I don't think he made Any glaring errors e- Either Mark mm. You know I, I think he needs more protection For the guys yeah. in front
1: By and large He's been crucified By the people Who are in front of him he, he, one outstanding howler Was uh, going to collect the ball Against Lille And he spilled it And they hit the bar From the spill mm. Other than that he, I mean, he saved a penalty in Lille That night uh, So I think He's oh. being crucified By the people in front of him John Paul Thanks a
3: lot for kicking us off tonight Look after yourself 41419511025 On the phones Let's bring in Jerry, Who is in Yorkshire How's it going Jerry? How are you doing, guys? OK? Yeah, not bad, Jerry. What how are I your own thoughts on what's a... going on? I just think Neil
10: Lennon's position has now become un- untenable now. I phoned a couple of weeks ago, and I think situation has just got much worse. We've played two halves of football all season. One half against Hibs, one half against Aberdeen. This is November, getting into the middle of November now. I think the players lack tactical discipline on the pitch. I think we lack discipline off the pitch. We have players, multi-million pound players, that can't get fricked. This is November. We can't get players fit. We have our main striker that's overweight. We have players being substituted on phones. What the hell is going on? What the hell is going on at Celtic Park? I think the players, there's a lack of respect for Neil Lennon because he's his lack of tactical mouse. And I think player, he is alienating players. He's done it at Hibs and he's done it at Bolton. I think he alienates the dressing room. So that's my point. And I think he's now in terrible position.
1: Well, uh, his position will come under threat if Celtic lose points tomorrow. There's there's absolutely no doubt about that because at that point, uh, if Rangers do go on and beat Hamilton Knackies and take a double-digit lead over Celtic in the title race, then you better believe that 10 in a row is in serious jeopardy. And at that point, Dermot Desmond and Peter Lawwell have... Work to do. Uh, with regard to these matters that you talk about, Jerry, you know Celtic left the season curtailed by the coronavirus with nine in a row. We'll forget the argument about how it was called; it was called, and it was nine in a row. And they came back then after that, and were never the same. It started with the Lee Griffiths controversy. It then took in the Ferencvaros result, which led to Neil Lennon's outburst about people wanting away. And the atmosphere was never right while Celtic scraped through against St Mirren or Dundee United or St Johnston. And then another European campaign fell apart on the back of uh, the Sparta Prague result. So it has never been right to my way of thinking since Celtic come back And resumed Pre-season training And now In a very short Space of time Everything Has conspired Come together And we are Where we are Which is talking about A game tomorrow That could determine The manager's future and Just I think Treating it as
3: Set in stone That Neil Lennon Alienated players at Bolton And alienated players at Hibs I think it's verging on unfair Particularly Bolton I don't think anyone up here Really knows exactly That was a basket case of a club at the time And all sorts going on So I'm not sure we gain much From from making those types of accusations However Mark to, To then Partially contradict that People are looking at the Celtic players And rightly or wrongly Jumping to a conclusion that they're not playing for Neil Lennon Or not respecting him Or whatever it may be what, What's your own reading yeah, of that?
6: well John Paul before Said that he doesn't believe the players trust him And Jerry's and saying that tactically He thinks the players don't respect him M- Me personally I, I don't believe that I, I think when you look at Neil Lennon Why wouldn't the players respect him? Why wouldn't they trust him tactically? He said many times in his Celtic career as manager That he's proven tactically he can do it And everybody thinks he's just this man motivator He's more than that as a manager So he's had successes What was that?
10: Sorry
6: Jerry. You tell me what happens On the training
10: ground please Can you tell me what he does On the training ground?
6: Well I I can only tell you From 8 years ago When I was there Now times change I said at the start of the show That I've heard that Neil's A much changed coach If you like now On the training ground Yes when I was there Very involved In everything we did Tactically Yes very involved With everything we did Motivation very involved I've heard he's changed With his motivation And how he holds his His team talks And things like that now So I I, I actually don't know How involved he is But I, I can't see him Just being A totally different guy In motivation Than taking nothing to do With tactics I mean people are all That <laughs> he's not turning mm-hmm. up To train into Friday That's That's crazy Of course that's not the case So Yes I do think The Celtic manager Has to take criticism At this time Of course he does But so does the players Now the players A lot of these players Were the same guys Who Have been on this incredible run Who Who played under Brendan Rodgers And everybody had said Had tactically spot on You cannot tell me The shape Is any different On Thursday night Than a shape Brendan Rodgers played That Scott Brown and Callum McGregor Playing that holding role Don't know how to fill in That Ryan Christie and El Ussi Don't know how to fill in you can't say that the players can't take responsibility as well. What do you think, Jerry?
10: I think the players are all over the place. off the ball and on the ball. When they lose The part a Prague didn't have a game for four weeks. Four or five weeks. And they're running past us. In the last half hour of the match. Totally yeah. in discipline. Practically in and discipline off the pitch of as well. You can't get players fit. He's you know, not fit. He's not up to match fit. They've been at the club for 3 4 five, six, Some of these players. Yeah, just, just
11: come out and see not
1: good enough. Tomorrow, Jerry will tell you and every other Celtic supporter the real story here. Because on a cold Sunday lunchtime in a deserted ground in North Lanarkshire, Celtic are going to have to get over whatever happened against Sparta Prague. Going to have to deal with the fact that everybody is looking at the players and the manager going to have to bear in mind that if they make a mess of this one, 10 in a row could be seriously jeopardised by 5 o'clock on Sunday night. And they are going to have to respond and show that they are willing to do it for the manager. The manager is able to pick the correct team, have them tactically alert and astute on the day. And overcome mm. a team, let's remember, with Declan Gallagher at the back, who might be Scotland's main linchpin in defence against Serbia on Thursday night. Tomorrow will tell who's up for this and who isn't. Will it? Alex Ray. Will it? Will it, will it, will
3: it tell... What can you actually take Solely from tomorrow Because I get Hugh's point And we've done it all afternoon We've built it up to be You know how important But surely the the situation Celtic are in Can actually only be fixed by A run of games A run of wins And winning big games And putting in big performances It it might be fine until Three o'clock tomorrow If they go and do the business At Fir Park But then another big game Will come around And another Let's not forget This is the team that Put in arguably the performance Of the season just last weekend And got to a Scottish Cup final And are chasing a quadruple treble So actually Celtic's woes at the moment Perhaps can't be fixed by anything close to one game It won't be fixed in one game Gordon But what it does is it
7: buys you time Because adversely if they lose tomorrow And don't get the result they're actually looking for Then the if the, the pressure's bad now It mounts tenfold Because people start going He's not there Jerry's on John Paul's on Tactically not aware Allegations about his, The training ground No this carry on But the actual reality is mm. The players have to Turn up tomorrow With mm. a different mindset what,
3: what do you make of The tactical point Because Mark's saying He thinks a lot of that's over Overplayed You know How can the players Not do it It's a similar system To Neil Lennon Andy Boy says Is it just me um, When we play When we play a back the, the two wing backs are too far forward He says Then Brown covers the right back Leaving the midfield empty It makes it too easy to play through It's a defence in disarray And a non-existent midfield How does that work then? Because Actually the good example Is across Across the city Rangers have their full backs Extremely high yep. And it works And Ryan Jack And the other midfielders Fill in those gaps So why do Rangers not look as fragile as Celtic?
7: I think for me It's partly to do with The centre halves. The, the, the centre half Particularly when Balligan plays And then you have Golson Because they are quite comfortable Covering the ground Going laterally Mark So when they go out to the fullback They don't get look to me As if they're going to be exposed uh, uh, But going back to the shape That you actually said they're Going in terms of Mark, Mark's actually right See the actual four two three one It's a very familiar shape That the majority of these guys Are familiar with And McGregor and Brown Are the two guys That normally pl- plug the gaps but I think part of the problem is Is Duffy When he gets out and that exposed He is really exposed uh, And I think And I also think may might be a bit of An issue as well Gordon Because He plays so high up And I think teams are Utilising down the side Just That's, that's what, what I'm saying
3: Rangers fullbacks Play that high But don't seem to Doesn't seem to be as much Of a problem And
7: again that goes back To because I think Rangers centre half are a better kind of
1: Just to go back pace. to your, your, your point Gordon About a run A run has to start With a win Sure we're forgetting, I think, that Celtics last two league games, three all draw at Aberdeen, and prior to that, a 2 0 defeat at Celtic Park from Rangers. Tomorrow they're trying to win their first league game in three. Mm-hmm. So a journey of a thousand miles has to start with a single step. Oh, on that note, oh, Jerry my... in Yorkshire, thank you very much. We've got Jerry in Kill winning
3: who wants to talk about Neil Lennon and the goalkeeping situation. We'll speak to Jerry and Kill winning next. <laughs>
0: Do they play You have your say 0141
3: 951 Clyde One Super Scoreboards Open line Hugh Keevans Mark Wilson And Alex Ray Are here And so is Jerry In co-winning Jerry, sum up your feelings As a Celtic fan At the moment
11: Aye Gordon um, Very dejected um, I feel a bit like You know The people that I don't like enjoy Saying Neil Lennon Has to go But he has to go and for those that are still defending, them, I feel like it's Donald Trump levels of delusion. We all know it's over and there's no point, you know, carrying the pain out any longer. We just have to make the decision and move on. Um, specifically, Gordon, I, I know I could, I could get the scattergun out. I could talk about Shane Duffy's mistakes and Edward and Sham's attitude, Scott Brown and past it. But I think you've touched on the situation I want to talk about specifically. That's the goalkeepers. Um, that, the way we handled it in the summer Celtic actually It makes the pursuit of John McGinn look professional Because we seem to wait months on end For Fraser Foster to tell us That he didn't want to come back In that period we let go of Craig Gordon So we lost two world class goalkeepers In the summer We're now in a situation where we have There's a number one goalkeeper Scott Bean Who I like I think is a good honest hard working professional And I'll give being credit Because he made a couple of saves on Thursday night If he hadn't done we could have lost six or seven and That's not a joke but he's not a top-class goalkeeper overall, and he will not win you League Cups or uh, League titles. And we've got a guy £5 million on the bench who I think we can all agree has not convinced whatsoever. So I don't know who's responsible for this, but um, we're not having Fraser Foster and Cade Gordon at the club, that's got to be on someone at Celtic. And I'm, I'm really, really not confident going forward. As you appear to the Rangers, they get two quality goalkeepers, McGregor and McLaughlin. We simply don't. And that's
6: that's a worry going forward. I've got to I've got to sorry here I've got to agree with Jerry in terms of how the the thing was handled in the summer, because when you've got Foster at the end of last season, Celtic Foster, you know Craig Gordon and Scott Baines mm. number three, and when you find yourself in a position that Scott Bain's now probably the number one, mm. you go how was Did that happen? possible? Just
3: to be mm. fair though, I mean on Fraser Foster specifically, if he. Did not want to come, or
1: you know, or or the money was was properly astronomical. How how much more can you do? I know, and uh, Fraser Forster has volunteered for a seat in the stand at Southampton, doesn't play football anymore. Uh, but as you say, Gordon, what can you do? I am mystified by Barkas, I cannot begin to understand why he was worth five million pounds in the first place. Um, I, I do understand that people say, oh, he's not had a lot of time. However, you take one look at him and he does not inspire confidence. When, With regard to Craig Gordon, he's at the perfect age for a goalkeeper. I like him on the older side. Uh, and he's, you know, physically, he's a real goalkeeper. Um, but as I understand it, he was made an offer by Celtic that he couldn't possibly accept. Which is football's way And Alec and Mark will know this Football's way of saying Look we don't want you anymore So we'll make you this offer And you'll, you'll have to turn it down I, As much as I don't understand Why Barkas was bought I do not understand Why Gordon was let go And the third goalkeeper Bain Has not to my way of thinking Done anything wrong He's just the guy That everyone is looking to And saying Foster Barkas Gordon hmm. it, 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 Just to it, try and provide A little bit of fairness Though Alex so yeah. On
3: Barkas in particular He Certainly is not the first And he certainly Wouldn't be the last player To come here And take a bit of time To settle in The yep. list is as long As you're And if you want to compete, Compare them to, to Relevant people At the moment Look at Borna Barasic. I can just imagine Hugh Keevan standing here And saying You take one look At Borna Barasic And he doesn't look like A Rangers yeah. player Or whoever it may be Ryan Christie Look how long it took him To have an impact I'm not for a second saying he he has been good and that these people are are wrong. I, I just wonder if he's a little bit unfortunate to have walked into a situation where everything else is a mess as well, and now people have got him completely written off. He might he might yeah. well, he might well turn out to be a complete dud. I don't know, but I, I just wonder if a little bit more patience is required.
7: Gordon, you're absolutely right in terms of patience, but unfortunately you don't get that in Scotland with the what's at stake. Uh, the problem with this whole situation that Jerry uh, put out there was that. Fraser Foster Led them along a garden path Thinking it was almost Going to happen 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 And by the time It actually came upon Actually trying to get someone Barkas was late In the day So And by that time They'd already lost uh, Gordon Because of the importance You know Because they thought They were getting uh, You know Fraser Foster It didn't materialise So I understand Celtic's predicament But it's actually worked out A lot worse for them In the long run but the way it looks out now
3: Jerry. Who who gets the blame then? Because you can probably bring others into this as well. We know that most of Celtic's recent signings haven't managed to make an impact yet. May well come good, but haven't made an impact yet. So modern transfers is you know it's a combination. You've got heads of recruitment, and you've got scouts, and you've got managers involved, and chief executives. What about Celtic's recruitment is annoying you the most?
11: Well, I think Gordon, um, the Foster thing, we should have decided for him if it wasn't clear by, say, May or June that he didn't want to come back, we should have said, OK, Fraser, we're moving on. Um, I believe Peter Lawwell for a lot of this, Gordon. Um, his his strategy of bringing in guys like Daniel Arzani and Marion Schwed, who Brendan Rogers clearly didn't want. Um, Ball and Ball and Golly, you know, I don't think, I think Neil Lennon said he hadn't met him, or bolly Golly said he hadn't met Neil before he signed for something so that Gives the impression that, you know, that's another Peter Lawwell project. Um, Peter Law was responsible for a lot of the problems at Celtic. And I think, and I've gone off on a tangent here, I know I went start started the goalkeepers, but Peter Lawwell's been at Celtic too long. I don't care whatever job you do, whether you're working at McDonald's, whether you're working at Microsoft, if you've been doing the same job for 20 years, you need to freshen things up. And it's just there's so much problems with Celtic. I would really like to see Peter Lawwell go. He is, he is the root cause of a lot of the problems at Celtic. He didn't give Brendan Rodgers back in. I don't think he's allowing Neil Lennon to bring in his own staff. Um, I'm not sure bringing Johan Mialbi back is going to sort things out, as Mark said, but giving Neil Lennon the opportunity to bring his own staff in would be good. Um, I just I want Peter Lowell gone. Here's, here's the
3: thing though, Jerry, right? See if you have a conversation about people who are identifying players, I think at the moment that's valid and I reserve those people's right to throw it back in In my face or anyone else's face if it turns out to be okay. So the people who are identifying Barkas, Duffy, Ayeti, Klamala, they they've they they've got a question to answer as to why those people aren't doing it, but surely Financially, Celtic have been back. Look at the amount of money they've thrown at it, even this season. Look at the amount of the the number of millions of pounds that sits on Celtic's bench every week. Well, I I, I, agree, I, I agree with you that. Got because as Hugh pointed out, why not offer Craig
11: Gordon, you know, a decent wage to stay? Why did they go and spend? If you have, it's always spending money. We need to spend it wisely. We could have brought in David Marshall on a free. I was going to mention them earlier. We could have brought David Marshall on a free now. Unless David Marshall wanted a hundred grand a week, why is he not in there? then why are we going to spend spending £5 million on Barkas? A lot of people think it's Peter Lawwell thinking about resale value in a few years' time. No, we spend £5 million, we can make it, maybe get £15 million in a few years' time. Um, for Peter Lawwell... It it's model, Jenny, that's line.
7: a model that, that Celtic have used... Uh, for a long time It's been very successful Now oh. some of them don't work But that's the model That they, they go Why would they go down And try and sign a 34 year old I think with regard to Peter Lawwell
3: but for the, uh, Sorry just quickly Would that be about The importance of this season yeah. though You've lost Fraser Forster yeah. Yeah, they, It's not the time For a project signing Sign David Marshall Win 10 in a row And, and move on but, from there But
7: clearly they thought Barcast was going to be the man And I've that's, and I that's I think what, what I'm saying So at
3: what point Does the, the the blame Or not even the blame Because I think that's unfair The the questions that the spotlight fall on people who are identifying players. Is that not part of That's what I was
1: going to say with regard to Peter Lawwell. And of course, he cannot be blameless. Neil Lennon can't be blameless. Peter Lawwell can't be blameless. But Peter Lawwell delegates. And if there's a man called head of recruitment... Nicky Hammond. Yes, Nicky Hammond. If you're called head of recruitment, I expect the head of recruitment... Uh, To be doing his job properly Celtic have amassed Millions Upon millions of pounds worth Of players Who are not going to make it at Celtic And the fans are on now We've gone from Peter Lawwell To Neil Lennon To Odson Edward, Olivier and Sham I'll include Nicky Hammond We have here the perfect storm The Celtic supporters And one can phone in now and contradict me But The Celtic supporters are now looking at the situation With regard to the winning or the stopping of 10 in a row And they are panicking But we can go down on that Hugh But ultimately
6: the only thing that really matters Is the guys on the pitch and I, I get everybody has to take their wee portion of the blame Because it's a team game and a but full club But how can you the guys, separate
3: them? Because the Barkas might find himself on the pitch Shane Duffy will be on the pitch But that's what I mean, it's
6: down to them They they have to cut out Barkas has to save things That's his job He can't let things squirm under his arms Duffy has to stop giving strikers chances Has to stop being easy to beat you know Edward has to score goal So as the guy's on the pitch It has to come together as well
3: To an extent I agree I get that with, with Edward obviously Showing great form But how exactly Do you turn round to Barkas And say By the way Fancy being better You know that that That's yeah. not That's not always feasible That's not always possible You, you then you, you can't separate the two you, you have to then look at Is he good enough Who brought him here You know
6: no, I, I totally agree with what you're you're saying. And everybody that's why I say it, everybody has to take their share of the blame. The only guys who can really change it and really make a difference is the guys who get selected mm. tomorrow, guys who get selected on Thursday, because that's where the crucial stuff happens. And in the meantime, the pitch yeah,
3: absolutely. Jerry, what would you do tomorrow then? If if this game is as, is as important as all you Celtic fans are making out, what's the team that, that wins Neil Lennon the match tomorrow? Mm-hmm.
11: Lee Griffiths starts up front Gordon I think that Chris Sutton is a joke in Thursday night with his comments because he's just I don't know what he's talking about Lee Griffiths scored yes he wasn't fit in the summer but he's getting fit now so play Lee Griffiths as your main man Um, start David Turnbull for crying out loud why did we sign him? surely if he's going to play well anywhere it'd be third park why is he not playing? you know it just seems daft the defence I wouldn't play Duffy I would play El Hamlin because at the very least you couldn't blame communication problems for messing up so I, I think, listen. I'm not the manager. I don't get paid big money. But Neil Lennon has got to get the players right tomorrow, because if he doesn't, well, it is over in my opinion. But it'll definitely be over.
3: Okay. Thank you to Gerry and Co. Winning. We are on Twitter as well at Clyde SSB. Gary Waugh talking about you know players being written off. He says I seem to remember maybe even this time last year Tavernier shouldn't have been near a Rangers jersey. Never a Rangers captain. Look at him now. Players can change. Says Gary Tam Graham says that Questioning Lennon's tactical ability Is ludicrous This time last year We had conquered Rome Players are underperforming And complacent Players need to step up And Lennon needs to get them motivated
1: Well that's why I say Tomorrow we'll tell you An awful lot of things uh, About motivation About uh, Players Self-determination Because It will be noon On a cold Sunday In an empty ground And it's not the most atmospheric With not Behave yourself It's lovely Uh, (laughs) But Celtic If they are ever to do anything Will have to do it tomorrow Because in those surroundings They have to find Motivation Incentive Intensity Thursday night Was a disgrace A shambolic disgrace
3: Let's bring in Jim Who's in Rutherglen He's a Rangers fan What's your own take on this situation, Jim
12: uh, Good evening, guys Aye. I called you to spend yeah. the night, uh. I you've
3: got the thermals I've got couple,
12: on I've got, I've got a couple of points uh, I heard you last night, Gordon Asking a few Celtic fans For one word that was uh, can I, In their the heads regarding the going on at Celtic I'm going to give you that word, Gordon mm. And I think a few of you guys will Agree with the word the, the word that is Rangers And that's where this fear is coming from In these Celtic fans I'm 100% sure of yeah. it That's what their problem is Glasgow Rangers
1: Well, earlier on in the programme I said that was the thing that we had overlooked You can concentrate on Neil Lennon um, The players, the goalkeeping situation Who wants to be there, who doesn't want to be there The other very important point here Is that Rangers have a better team than Celtic now And that the Celtic fans have now Wakened up to this I always say the same thing, but it bears repetition Celtic fans are always the last to know because they never allow themselves the chance to analyse their own team And to make objective criticism And if anyone does you are, it You
3: are speaking behalf again on, a th- uh, on of a tens of thousands of people I'm sure loads of people have, have analysed the team and, and spotted the shortcomings Maybe some In the majority mm, Again, I'm not sure how we prove it. Well,
1: well, I'm not sure how you disprove it uh, So uh, the, the fans tend to be the last to know Because they never wake up until the penny has dropped And now Rangers have a better team A nine point gap Never mind Europe Because that's not what concerns Jim Jim on the line or the Celtic fans The stopping of or the winning of Ten in a row Is the most important thing for the majority of the Celtic and Rangers fans They looked pretty concerned about Europe Thursday night though That's because it is so awful a performance That it embarrassed the Celtic supporters mm-hmm. At 4-1 I can that's, imagine So that's the point then You
3: can't say that Europe doesn't matter Because if you go and get embarrassed in Europe You better believe it matters
1: Yeah but they, 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 they know The Celtic supporters knew That there never any chance in this world Of Celtic winning the Europa League but, but that's then that what a stretch. That is that doesn't mean you just go
3: a then we'll just get battered at, at home to Sparta Prague because we won't win the Europa League. Well, I think you
1: speak with the certainty of someone who hasn't been brought up in Glasgow. you, do, I don't oh, oh. Hugh, what what on earth Has that got to do with it? Well, do you, I, don't, I don't think I, you fully understand I, it. I, I actually, that's a bit patronising if you don't I, mind me no, 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 saying.
3: I, I don't think I, you fully
1: understand
7: I, it. I, I actually think that the European performances are actually compounding. Was going on behind that's the scenes That's my point Now and they'll, I'll quantify that And also the thing about with the Rangers situation Hugh. A couple of weeks ago It was brought to the attention of everyone That Celtic were only two points behind But they were at the same time last year But the problem is that Rangers were such a brilliant start Now me and Mark have played for the old firm So what happens there is Mark Eventually you just get more and more pes- pressure Piled on you And this is what you're finding now. now And that's, this is the reaction you're getting from the fans Because it's It's like you just get battered for penalty post when it's your turn to get battered for penalty post My first season was, the first start, here it was terrible oh. Even We lost a couple of games, knocked out of the Champions League And then all of a sudden I thought, what, what is this? I'd never experienced it And now the Celtic players are having to do this Now haven't had a free reign for the best part of nine years So they're having to contend with all this and they have to find a
3: performance soon Jim, will Rangers do the business tomorrow? I assume you're pretty confident looking at the fixture on paper
12: uh, I would like to think that they'll do the business tomorrow We, uh, we can only take uh, every game as it comes just now uh, I'm, I'm not, I don't think there's any Rangers fans uh, I heard a few Celtic fans on there all through the week Crowing about, all oh, Rangers are shouting this, Rangers are shouting that Rangers are shouting nothing Rangers are on the ground It's ticking away here And they know, they know That that fear word is Glasgow Rangers I think, I you know, think man.
3: That's two words, Jim
12: Because <laughs> 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 there's only one team in Glasgow anyway what is as we're concerned uh, can I a second point? Make it quick for like, late uh, for the break. I, 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 just one in particular. Uh, how what kind of figure would you put in? Glen Kamara, see now, Alec after that performance again the other night
7: there. I just, I just think he's when you consider you've gone for fifty grand. Uh, you know, because he handles the ball so well, he's shown up really well in in Europe. He's a he's an established international as well now. So the, the return would be, I don't know, 10, 15 million quid. You know, he's, he's he's at that level now. He could go down to England and. Uh, Handle it relatively well.
3: Jim, thank you very much. That was Jim in Rutherglen. It's a good time to call because we're going to take a breather, which means you could be up next.
0: After the action, it's your reaction 0141 951 1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboards Open Line.
3: Mark Wilson, Alex Ray, Hugh Keevens, all here, all desperate to take your calls. Let us know what you made of your team's performance today or perhaps what you're expecting. From your team tomorrow, uh, lots of unhappy Celtic fans at the moment. Let's bring in another one. I guess Paul uh, is equally unhappy. Paul, how do you sum up what's going on at the moment?
2: Hey, hi, Gordon. Uh, hi, Mark. Hi, Hugh. Hi, Eric Hi, Paul. Uh, well, I'm I'm, I'm unhappy. With it, obviously, uh, I do think that I do care about what happens in Europe, uh, and I think a lot a lot of the Celtic fans might not think they care until it happens but it care. you care it compounds what's happening beyond the and out uh, I feel that I was delighted when Neil Lennon came in I thought that I wasn't interested in what happened to Hibs I wasn't interested in Bolton and nobody knows really so people scared longer, but nobody knows but if you remember Neil Lennon was the guy who Celtic couldn't beat when he was a Hibs manager so I was delighted when they came in uh, but I'm starting to feel that Neil's time is starting to go like Ronnie Dyler's time, where he was a success. But too much is happening. In Europe as well, because I, I think that Dermot Desmond will be really worried. Uh, I hope he's worried. Uh, what's happening, the image of the club and stuff, but I do feel that what's going on is uh, it's damaging. And I saw an interview the other night with Callum McGregor, I don't know if you saw it, yeah. uh, and it reminded me on an interview that Scott Brown had just when Ronnie's time finished and Brendan Rodgers came in about, he knew they were in the slide, Uh, things had changed, but I found Callum McGregor's interview really, uh, really shocking, and it it did sound like a guy that didn't know what the plan was, Uh, and he just sounded like he didn't understand what was happening, he didn't know what they were to do, but I just feel that uh, I'm, now I'm I'm a level-headed guy I think you'd agree with a clone But I just think the time the club's getting It's getting untenable
1: If this were a Court of law, Paul And just come down the road with me on this one You would You would look at what's happening here And say if Celtic win their two games in hand They're three points behind Rangers You know I'm taking Europe out of the argument just now I'm confining myself to what's going on here Because Celtic have lost to Rangers in the league Then drawn with Aberdeen in the league And now they're looking for their first win in three league games When they go to Motherwell tomorrow However, having said that The bottom line is The statistical bottom line is If they win the two games at hand They're three points behind However, having said that Tomorrow they have to prove There is Some kind of unity Because What happens suggests that they go from a high to a low in a matter of days. Now they've got to go from a low to a high after the Sparta-Prague result. People are saying he doesn't want to be there, he doesn't want to be there, the manager's lost this, da, da 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 Tomorrow, there has to be some indication that Celtic are capable of winning the games in hand, taking it to within three points of Rangers. If there's not that indication tomorrow... And points are dropped at Motherwell, then in terms of ten in the row, Paul, all is just about lost. Mark Wilson, you can't
3: argue with that because it's well it's a fact. Celtic win mm-hmm. the their games in the hand are only three points behind. It hardly sounds like a desperate situation. Why does it feel like one then? Neil Lennon would tell you that it's media driven. Why why does it feel like one? Is it because although Hugh wanted to a second ago? You can't disregard Europe Is that why it feels worse than, than the situation about the, the
6: three points? Yeah, of course Because the result at the start of the season The Champions League qualifier for a couple of years You know, Celtic don't seem to have learned from their mistake, So you're you're right away, you're off to a bad start So you're looking for some sort of progression In the other European games I'm, I'm just talking about Europe I'm not even talking domestically here And it's not been the case Celtic Park was known as this fortress in Europe it's and it now seems easy for teams to come. So you pair that up with a, uh, you know, the worrying defeat against Rangers, and not just the defeat against Rangers, because I've I've been there on the pitch at Celtic Park and been well beaten by Rangers, but it was the, the manner and and the lack of effort at what was alarming. You know, the alarming goals at Patondry. You know, you pair the European form with that. You know, you do get people like Paul. Who, are a, who is a Neil Lennon fan Who thinks Right, okay Things are starting to worry now Tomorrow, no doubt about it All eyes are going to be on Neil Lennon And how He reacts to his own comments About changing the culture Will he Will he be the same guy That we've seen for the past What, eight weeks? Who's, who's very calm and placid on the sidelines Or will he change his full demeanour in the dressing room and on the touchline to try and get a reaction, because I, I stand by it. I think tomorrow is one of the biggest games in Neil Lennon's Celtic career as manager. Thank you very much.
3: Seems like a, a nice note to end that call on. Or a,
6: a what's the word I'm looking for? I'm
3: I just thought Mark Wilson summed it up quite yeah. well. No, um, oh, lovely. Thanks. Yeah. First Best time cool. for everyone. Start fun. the engine. Uh, <laughs> that's, that's we're done thanks here. to Paul and Kirk. Until and we will leave it there, Paul, so we can squeeze in one more. Um, we'll hopefully, hear from you soon. Frank is in Hag Hill. What's your own feeling, Frank, about tomorrow and and where your team are at at the moment?
11: Well, I think Neil's still the manager for uh, the man for the job, and I think Selick I'll have to start the Griffiths some more and Steady Edward. Because Edward still doesn't look too well And I would put Turnbull in the more as well in the midfield
7: Who would you put him in for Frank? Who would you take out?
11: Put him in for Scott Brown Put Scott on the bench Because he did say He wouldn't have managed to play so many games this year hmm.
3: Scott, Which, Scott Brown one's quite fascinating It was, it always would be But Neil Lennon has dropped him And Arrested Call call it what you want He has Mm -hmm. taken him In and out of the team So it's not like People are complaining Saying this guy's bulletproof Why are we not You know He he has But that doesn't necessarily
1: Seem to be fixing anything I I think It's so important What Scott Brown does When the ball's not at his feet It doesn't Matter so much He For me I'll I'll have to use the expression again He's the only legitimate Leader of men there And right now They Really need A leader of men Uh, At Motherwell tomorrow So I would play Brown Mm. I wouldn't expect him to last 90 minutes I would play Griffith I'm not sure that Edward has the Desire and the hunger that Celtic are looking for tomorrow And uh, I would be thinking about Turnbull I mean, I'm getting to the stage with him Why why did you sign him? Um, You know, this was arguably the best young player in the country so why can't he get into a team that's struggling?
3: This thing about Scott Brown I, mm. I'm basing this on, on Frank's opinion And the, the people that are calling and tweeting This is not me saying that, that Scott Brown's out of form If he if he's as out of form though as these Celtic fans say They watch him cl- closer than I do Does it really matter about Or how much does it matter about the leadership qualities That Hugh mentions? There must become a point Not necessarily Scott Brown Just anyone Anyone who's got that type of role in a team there must become a point where that's just not enough And if he's not
7: if he's yeah. not having an impact uh, And he's not getting the best out of the people Because what Hugh says There's been times when he goes and smashes someone He gets the team up on the front foot And he's that driving force Now he hasn't had that kind of impact in recent months Gordon, so for me It may well be a case of Because he's not just a leadership He's not got that driving behind him It may well be a case to freshen it up tomorrow But the, the interesting thing about all this is Ensham has been playing in front of Turnbull uh, most of the weeks leading up to where we are at the moment So I would suggest that he would probably be in In front
3: of Turnbull mm-hmm. on, on Turnbull Mark I can I can see a, a, an argument which says Fir Park, he'll know the surroundings He'll know the opposition It's a decent game to, to throw him in And let him see what he can do On the other hand Is it I'm not sure it's unfair Because if you're a player and you're signed You need, you need to go in but, I know what you mean it's almost now been built up, and maybe he won't feel this. Maybe this is just a fan thing that we we deal with on phone ins and so on. But it's as if, well, do you know what? Stick David Turnbull in and he'll fix and he'll this. Sort it. Is that yeah. is
6: that really the ideal circumstance to come in? I really don't think so. I thought the ideal circumstance, Gordon, for Turnbull was was a good few weeks ago uh, uh, to come in when the team wasn't playing particularly well. I didn't think in Cham was playing particularly well, and I thought that was a chance to get a spark back into that Celtic kind of. Number 10 no, He was a man to come in Now if he comes in tomorrow And he doesn't perform <laughs> You know It's a bit unfair The Celtic fans are, oh, He's just as bad as the rest well, of Tom them Rogich, But he's coming into a, a A hard situation A hard game tomorrow
7: Well sorry Matt You were talking about Coming in as a number 10 But Tom Rogich No be the guy that actually Because I think he has had a wee spark I think he's had a
6: little boost In the last yeah. couple of weeks Yeah No Tom Rogich came in And took over from Jam But I think Turnbull's found himself Unlucky not to start, and but tomorrow to put him in, and this I don't know is it make or break? I don't know, but it's a huge game anyway. You know, you're asking a lot for the young boy to to go for zero mm-hmm. to put in a, a top performance tomorrow for part. Okay, I think we'll have to leave it
3: there, Frank. Sorry, that was short and sweet, but we are out of time. That was Frank in Hag Hill, Hugh. It's a massive weekend, Of football, and uh, you're the man to sum it all up for us. Let us know how you see it
1: all panning out, and and what's at stake. I thought. The 5th of November was supposed to be the fireworks episode But for me, it's tomorrow the fireworks begin Celtic in broad daylight will have to do much better Than they did against part Prague Rangers, as darkness falls Will look to see if they can extend their lead At the top of the division It's a massive day for both of them And High Noon was never more appropriately Coined as a phrase for Celtic tomorrow A massive day indeed
3: And we will be here quarter to twelve With all the build up from Motherwell against Celtic Giving you updates on everything that happens at Fir Park And then over to Ibrox as well Rangers taking on Hamilton Ackies With all the usual madness And your chance to have your say on the open line as well So make sure you join us in the morning And in the meantime you can stay right there Because it's that man for a Saturday evening George Bowie is poised at the door Ready to come in for GBX up next